1: Hey, hey, Macy McNeely here. And today on the podcast, I think I got a really good one for you. You are going to be learning all about how to teach people how to treat you, uh, especially in your business and on Instagram. It's probably one of the biggest things that you can do to stand out and to be seen and known as the expert and the professional. Have you ever heard of the saying, you teach people how to treat you? you kind of display how you want people to interact with you, whether it's conscious or subconscious. I feel like this is totally true. And uh, I was reminded of this uh, by my dog cookie. So my husband like does whatever for her, right? She wants to get up. She wants to sleep. She wants to eat. She wants whatever time he takes care of her. And so she basically just rules the house around him. But anytime he's gone, anytime he, uh, you know, is is out for overnight and she's just with me, You know, she kind of waits for me to make the decisions of when she eats, when she drinks water, when she goes out, all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, wow, this is such a good example of what it looks like for people to or dogs in this case to how they treat you, depending on kind of the vibe that you give off. And, you know, I feel like this is so true, of course, in real life and in your relationships, but it's even more important on Instagram, uh, especially if you have a business on Instagram and with your audience. And once you have a client, that's probably even more important than ever, especially if you want to keep clients, okay? So I'm going to talk about the best way to do that today, and I'm going to talk about what not to do and the potential consequences if you do do what I tell you not to do, and of course, what to do instead. And the way I like to think about this is just one kind of mantra and, and phrase, which is show up with purpose show up with purpose. And I know I hear a lot of people talking about, hey, be consistent. Just keep showing up. Just keep showing up. Just keep showing up. And I love that so much. What would make it even better is if you you have the mentality of show up with purpose, with reason, with a strong reason, instead of just showing your face just to kind of check it off the list. And so I have a couple of points here that I definitely want to cover and lots of stories to exemplify it. This might be a little controversial or a little counterintuitive what I'm going to say, but if you just kind of buy in and try this for, I don't know, a couple months, I think that you'll see a huge difference in really just the interactions that you have on Instagram and with your clients. Okay, so what not to do? The first thing of what not to do is to really get personal or pursue any kind of friendship or really relationship outside of that client professional uh, relationship. And this is especially if that's how you first meet is like the professional. And the client. And I'm really talking to you, the professional, on your end. Now, some of you might be saying, well, Macy, I mean, my clients are always, you know, telling me all about their life and they're getting so personal with me. And that's a totally different story. And I'm going to come back to that in just a second. But your job is to do exactly what you were really paid to do, which is offer your product, your service, or your idea. And that is it. I kind of like to think about this almost like a coach team relationship. I grew up playing sports and I remember my coaches, you know, they would uh, practice with us. I'd play tennis, right? So they administer the practices. They'd go and they coach the uh, the matches. And then sometimes after the matches, we would all go like out to dinner or celebrate. And I remember my coaches never really coming to that, to the, to the like friendship type stuff. They really kept their status as the coach, not the friend. And I mean, I kind of think about it as like a parent-child relationship too a little bit is like, hey, as your job as the parent, your job is not to be their friend. Your job is to help them win and make great decisions. And this is the same exact situation. And I know what you might be thinking. You're like, okay, well, Macy, all I've heard is, hey, Know, like, and trust. It is so important to build that know, like, and trust. How else are people going to know me, or like me, or trust me if they don't know anything about me? If they don't know my story, if they don't know where I've come from, you know, they have to know this stuff so that they can trust me. And I'm here to tell you that if you keep it professional, a hundred percent of the time, they will trust you and like you even more. In fact this is going to build your credibility even more than uh, than the like and the trust. And honestly, credibility almost always wins over the liking somebody. And I have plenty of examples of this. In fact, we have a lot of students who, uh, you know, they sell the same product as multiple other people, right? So they're on Instagram, they're selling these products. And after they take guide culture, they really start showing up with purpose as a professional. And they're coming with organized messages, organized presentations, they're showing their credibility by reviewing you know, demonstrating their product knowledge and they get these messages from people and they're saying, Hey, listen, my friend does exactly what you do, but I don't want to buy from her because it's clear that you really know your stuff. And for that reason, I'm going to buy from you, but please don't post my name or please don't tell anybody I don't want her to know that I'm buying from you and not from her. And to me, that is the perfect representation of, hey, even though that's a friend of mine, I'm going to choose the person that is so credible, knows their stuff and is so professional and I can really, really trust them. Now, a lot of times, you know, people might say, "Hey, that like card." Out of all the things that are important of choosing who you who you work with, who you like is is super super important, and it absolutely is. But that credibility part is going to trump the likability part uh, when it's really revealed and demonstrated correctly. Now, let's talk about when things do go personal, and when your clients are like, "Hey, you know, I just want to tell you like what's really going on," or maybe they they take the conversation you know, totally left field in order to get to the point and it starts getting a little deep. That is awesome. That is such great news because you are gonna be able to have so much more information to be able to really help them. The key here is to stay on them. To listen to them, to ask them more questions. It's so tempting to say, "Hey, me too." In fact, let me tell you about the same thing that happened to me. It's very similar, and and I know what's happening here because you're really trying to build rapport, and and that makes total sense because you're trying to find that point of agreement, right? But the best way to really find points of agreement is to continue to ask them more specific questions about their situation. So I don't know. I'm trying to think of a really good example of what I mean. What I sometimes I see this a lot like let's say you know a lot of my friends are pregnant right now and uh one of you know someone might say oh my gosh you know I'm this many weeks in fact my baby is the size of a blueberry and you know someone else might say oh I remember when my baby was the size of that now I, my baby's the size of a big banana you know just wait just wait until your baby gets that size and then the next person is like well this is my size and this is how I feel and Instead of just kind of letting that person who originally said, hey, my baby is the size of a blueberry, what would what would be the professional thing to do? Say, oh, my gosh, that is so exciting. How are you feeling? How many weeks are you? When are you due? What uh, you know? Do you know if it's a board like ask them more questions instead of saying, hey, well, look at me. Uh, that's probably the best way to keep it really focused on them. I mean, at the end of the day, people want to be the center of attention. They want to have all the spotlight. And really, that is your job to be able to give that to them as the professional and honestly, it's going to make you more memorable. I can't tell you how many people that will feel even closer to me simply by asking them questions when really have never shared anything about myself. And that's personally, that's how I, I prefer it because then I can have the most information which allows me to control the, the conversation. We have the square up square down formula where we say, you know, the the person who loves to talk about themselves and talks about how great they are and how accomplished they are and how successful they are. I mean, if, if they're talking about it, you can kind of square them down of what is actually the truth. But the person who remains humble, the person who keeps their focus on other people, the person who has really nothing to prove, that's the person that you can kind of square up and say, man, they are actually way more successful. They are way more accomplished than they even really put off. And I know that that's probably what you want as well. Another thing I would encourage you to watch out for is the small talk after you've built rapport. So rapport is, is really not the same thing as info gather. Rapport is really a way for you to kind of organize your prospects versus suspects, right? So a suspect is anybody in the world. If you're breathing, if you have skin, if you have hair, like you're a suspect. But out of all the suspects, there's only a few that are actually prospects. When prospects are people who can afford what you have, have a need, have a pain that you can solve, they can they have the authority to make the decision. Uh, you know, there's somebody that you can actually help. And I know, like for your Instagram followers, you have they're actually full of suspects, they're not necessarily prospects. So that small talk that you are having with somebody that you're not really the professional in that moment, you're just kind of talking to them and seeing if they could potentially maybe become a prospect. And so let's say you've already signed a client, once you've signed a client, that small talk, in my opinion, really needs to go away. You are hired officially as a professional, you're hired to do one thing, you don't really need to build that rapport anymore. In fact, the best way to build that rapport and to build trust is to show up for your purpose. And that's it. I know Kat has been getting her kitchen done. And uh, she's made some comments to me of like, man, I've never experienced, you know, or really understood the value of people showing up with purpose until this experience because you know people come to her house and they're there to do a job, but then they ended up having all the small talk and talking about their family and talking about their kids and just how busy they are and how much they have going on. And it ends up being a 45 minute conversation when Kat obviously is a very busy mom. She's got a lot going on. She really doesn't have time to kind of have the small talk. She wants to be able to see that worker or that contractor or whoever is coming to do the job walk up to her front door, knock on her door, and she can know and trust that he's coming to get the job done. And when he's done, he will leave. Actually, the guy who does our wallpaper, he's like the best example of this. He comes, he does his job and he leaves. And I'm telling you, I love to scream his name from the rooftops because I trust him so much. He's so professional. He does such a good job. And uh, he's there when he says he's going to be there. And I know that that you want that for your, your audience and your Instagram too. You want to show up on your Instagram with a purpose, with a reason. And we're going to talk about exactly how to do that in just a second. And I know you're probably thinking, well, Macy, I know I can't just share about my business on Instagram. I can't just, I need to add some personal elements. And you absolutely do. You absolutely want to add a little bit of life in there one thing I would encourage you to do is add that little bit of life in a way that's valuable. So you share something so that someone else can benefit. You know, so for example, you might say, you know, if you struggle to keep your car clean, one thing that's really helpful is this Car trash can. You can hang it on the back of the seat. You just reach back and you put your trash in the back seat, and it's so helpful. It keeps everything nice and tidy. That's probably the better way to do that. Most people will say, Oh my gosh, like I keep my car. My car is so dirty. It's so hard for me to keep my car clean. So, one thing I really like is this car trash can. I just keep it in my car and I put everything away. All we did was switch it from me to you. Instead of saying, This is what I'm going through, we said, Hey, if you are if you are somebody that has a hard time keeping their car clean, this trash can will really help you. It's a personal element. You're kind of showing your car, you're showing a little bit of a pain point that you struggle with a little bit of your personality, you know, you might not be as tidy, but when you switch it to you, it makes it valuable instantly. You know, people are more likely to listen, I think, within like the first few seconds of a video, if you is in the very, very beginning of the video. Or maybe you could say something, you know, if you're dealing with this too, here's something that might help. It just makes it valuable and purposeful instead of just casually sharing. What you're not doing is saying, oh, you know, today's Monday. I'm so exhausted. I just wanted to check in. Anybody else just feeling so tired? You know, that's really a mood meter in the way that you don't want it to go. That's bringing your audience down. Every time you get on Instagram to show your face, you want to ask yourself, hey, how can I raise the mood of my Instagram? Another thing you want to really watch for and maybe not do so much is talk about your story talk about your story. And I know it's, it's probably something you might be hearing a lot is like, know your story, tell your story, share your story. And I would encourage you instead of talking about your story to demonstrate your story, especially with Instagram stories. It is so easy to demonstrate what you believe in and what you align with. And of course, you know that saying, facts tell, stories sell. That is absolutely true. One thing that sells even better than your story is someone else's story or an analogy that demonstrates a part of your story that you might want to share. In fact, when you're able to tell a third party story, it's going to help people with maybe potentially some some bias or prejudice objections that they don't even know that they have kind of deep down, kind of come on third party with you and kind of outside of your, of your viewpoint and see things in the same way that you are seeing them. So, you know, maybe a prejudice objection might, or, you know, a bias objection might be, you know, all online marketers are um, mischievous and all online marketers, you know, you know, none of them know what they're talking about because I, one time someone sold me something and it was not worth it. And so now I don't trust any online marketers. And so you might be tempting to say, you know, well, let me tell you my story. You know, that's not true. Here's my story that shows that that's not true. Or just demonstrate, just demonstrate your life, maybe tell an analogy. That's probably one of the best things you can do is to share uh, other analogies that help people have that third-party perspective. In fact, I was just talking about uh, Academy on Instagram, which is our uh, our membership program. After you take Guide Culture, you can join and uh, continue to kind of stay in the bubble and refine your skills. And I was talking about it and then I just kind of compared it or maybe used a little bit of analogy of a gym, right? A gym is open, you know, most hours of the day. It has all that you need. All you have to do is to show up to get the most out of it. And that is just like Academy. It has so much content. You can sign up for calls. You can sign up for, for reps. You can, you can do all the things. The best way to get the most out of it is to show up just like a gym. And someone messaged me and they said, Oh my gosh, when you share that analogy, I instantly connected and understood what you were saying. Your ability to really simplify things and kind of take things high level and bringing it down so that people can understand is one of the most professional, purposeful, things that you can do. In fact, we spend most of our time here at guide culture really gathering evidence and part of evidence as we like to call it is analogies to take high level concepts and bring them down and relatable to hopefully just about everyone. So let's talk a little bit about the consequences. If you do kind of dwell in your story and you small talk a ton, you know, after you've been hired as a professional or, you know, you really try to get personal and share, you know, what's going on in your personal life. And maybe, maybe you feel like that's kind of an excuse of why you're not giving the highest quality work. And so you want to share what's, you know, there's so many reasons to, to feel feel tempted to do all this. But the biggest reason not to, in my opinion, there's lots of reasons, but here's the biggest one not to. And that is, is that people may never know if you are going to add value or not. When they see your Instagram bubble pop up, and they see you've added an Instagram story, when they see you've made a post, and you've written a really long caption, uh, that might be valuable, or it might not, right? When they see your name on your phone, when they see you walk up to to the site, or walk up to the meeting, there might be a little bit of, of a feeling inside, like, oh, like, I hope this doesn't waste my time. Like, I hope we can get to the bottom of it. I hope that we can do what we need to do and move on. I hope they come and add value with purpose, Uh, and not really, like I said, waste my time. And I don't know about you, but I want to be the person on Instagram where someone sees me post an Instagram story and they say, oh my gosh, like I want to wait until I get in the car when I'm alone and I can turn it up really high so I can listen to every word. Right. You don't want to be skipped over. You don't want to say, oh my gosh, like this girl, let me just tap through because there's so much fluff and you know you want to be somebody that they rave about and that they scream to the rooftops because they get the job done so well. And you know, someone I talked about this on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, and someone kind of made a comment, they were like, well, I've had like five people, you know, join me in my business because of community because that that was really something that they want. And that is absolutely true. And that's great. You can foster that community community in lots of different ways. But that's just that dominant buying motive, or that's the reason for just those five people. What about all the other people who really don't want community? I know that's that's me, right? Right there, like I've got plenty of friends, I've got plenty of things going on. The last thing I need is an an additional community to really have to show up for, but I do want other things. And so it's your job to really be able to say, Hey, what is your dominant buying motive? What is the thing you really, really want? And how can my product or service or opportunity fit into that? Right now, I'm working with an interior designer. Uh, for my home and I've kind of tried out a couple of different ones and everyone's been good. You know, everyone's been fine. It's there every most interior di- designers are super busy right now. I think it's just the season of getting any kind of contract work is kind of hard. There's just a lot of demand for home stuff right now. And so I've had to kind of skip around and try lots lots of them because people have just been so busy and I haven't re- really been able to get what I need in the time that I need. Anyway, I've started using this other interior designer and what I have loved the most is she has come so prepared for me every single time. We meet at, you know, different rug places or different carpet, you know, whatever. And she comes with all her samples laid out. She comes with her iPad ready. She is basically waiting for me probably 15 minutes before even time is supposed to meet and we get the job done. She comes, she measures. In fact, she comes to my house when I'm not there. She texts me when she needs me. She, and that is it. And I love her so much for that reason, because I've hired her to do the one thing that I just don't have the time to do. She knows exactly what I need. She assures me, she comforts me when I'm having a hard time making decisions. And I just trust her so, so much. Now, if I wanted a friend and an interior designer, then she would not be a good fit, right? Or maybe she could be that service for me. And that would be something that she might offer. But based on what I need, it is not the friendship that I need. It is the service that that I need. I got lots to do. I'm a busy gal. I don't need to dwell on things that really aren't that important. So what to do instead, okay? Stay professional and stay on purpose. One thing I like to think about is is kind of technically, quote, leave once you're finished. So once you add value on Instagram, once you uh, do your job, once you say what you need to say, once you make the sale, especially leave. Don't dwell in the meeting. Don't dwell on Instagram. Don't just kind of hang out just because you feel like you need to hang out. Do what you need to do and leave. Now, if your friends end up as clients, so your friends first and their clients later, that is awesome. And you should be really, really proud of that because that's honestly not the case for a lot of people. A lot of times when you're friends with somebody, it's hard to all of a sudden start seeing them as the professional. So if you're able to kind of change that view uh, that they might have of you as a professional, that is incredible one thing to do to keep that relationship really strong, that professional and friendship relationship strong is possibly keep them kind of separate-ish. So if you have a meeting with them about something that has to do with your business, have a meeting with them about the business and then literally leave, right? Like don't stay for lunch, don't stay for drinks, don't stay for shopping, just do what you need to do and leave. You're kind of training them of like, hey, this is our time to talk work and then later and another time, let's plan for that friend time. You don't want it to bleed in between. You also have a professional bar that you're gonna have to reach all the time, regardless if you're meeting as friends or meeting as clients. Really keeping your reputation strong is gonna be something that's really, really important. And we talk about professionalism so much in guide culture. It's uh, we've actually done a podcast on professionalism with Shelby Rose. We'll link that in the show notes. It's really really good, but it's it's filtered throughout all things that you do, not just in your business. Another thing you can do is really open with value and cut the fluff. And I say this, especially on Instagram, right? Don't open up with, oh my gosh, you know, my hair is just such a mess. Oh my gosh. You know, don't look at my kitchen behind me. It's just so crazy. Christmas week. Oh my gosh. There's just so much going on. I'm so busy. Watch all of that talk come with a purpose and with value, cut that fluff, start training your audience like, hey, this is how I, treat or this is how i watch this person or this is how i listen to this person because when they show up there's always something that's worth listening to and instead of telling about your co- competence and demonstrate your competence so this goes with telling your story right like the point of telling your story is to say hey i'm credible you know i know what i'm doing you can trust me and that is all super super important to be able to show and the best way to do that is to do just that to show and instead of tell demonstrate competence instead of telling competence. The best example I can give you is of an agency that we worked with when we first went from clearly confident to guide culture. So we made this big brand shift and they came in and they helped us create a logo and create the vibe and create the workbook. It was a big, big project, right? And when they first came, there was three of them that came and they sat with us and they hit the ground running, right? They had all this information about what was clearly confident and about me personally and about personally and they asked really really good questions and they came what felt like they were already on the 50 yard line getting to the touchdown instead of in the end zone having to go all the way to the other end zone and I just felt like they they took care of me so well and they really understood like what I wanted what I needed and they were really just clarifying to make sure the brand could be on point with and aligned with what I really wanted what they didn't do was come in and say hey you know before we get started we just want to let you know a little bit about us we just want to let you know our our story. They demonstrated their competent, competence instead of telling me their competence. In fact, by the end of the meeting, I was begging them and asking, saying, hey, you know, tell me more about where y'all co- have come from. How do you, how are you guys so confident? You guys clearly know what you're doing. You know, I trust you so much. I wanted them to tell me more about their story because they demonstrated so well. And I just want to encourage you to just try little elements of this. If you're used to really getting super, super personal and sharing all the goods and sharing your story. You know, This might be a full 180 for you and you might not necessarily be ready for that and that's totally fine. What you can do is really just start opening with value, demonstrating confidence instead of telling your competence and watch that small talk after you've built rapport. Uh, Just try a couple of these things, especially in the new year, 2021, and just see if people start using you more, if they start using you differently and if they start sharing about you more and that word of mouth kind of element of your business grows rapidly because I have a feeling that it will. Thanks so much for listening, fam. I hope that you loved it. If you have any questions or any additional thoughts, we'd love for you to message us on Instagram at the guide culture, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you so much for listening. And we hope this episode encouraged you in your journey. Come join us over at the winner's circle Facebook group of online entrepreneurs who are winning the game of life. The link is down in the show notes. We'll see you there.